What's up guys, welcome back to the Imperfect Swing Golf Podcast. This is the second episode in partnership with the Standard Bank Prime Series. We have former <laughs> number one ranked player in South Africa, uh, Isabella van Rooyen. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Um, winner of the Atlantic Beach Standard Bank Prime Series, second event as a pro. How does it feel, you know, firstly turning pro, but also to get a win so early on in your career? Yeah, I think it's really good to kind of win one of the the first two, like my second event playing. And then also, I mean, it's a course that I've played a lot. Played a lot of junior opens there, so I know it well. And I know the Cape Town weather, which was... <laughs> I, the wind was, there was like no wind, so for the Joburg goals, it kind of helped. But I was really happy to play a course that I know that well. And it's a one-day event, so you kind of... It's, a, it's less pressure, but at the same time, you've got more pressure because you know you've got one round to play well. So, But I enjoyed it, and it's a great opportunity that they're giving us to play these tournaments here. And, I mean, you did win in a playoff as well. Yeah, my first playoff, actually. Exactly. Yeah. So how was that? Um, obviously, going up against Larissa, yeah. um, good mate as well. Yeah. How, how is it getting one, you know, firstly getting that first victory, but also against your friend in a playoff? No, like yeah, you know, we've we've played so many rounds together. We played, um, we actually counted it last year. We played like so many tournaments. We play like thirty-six holes these yeah. am- amateur tournaments together, and we kind of shoot the same score. And then we'll play again the next one because our handicaps were kind of the yeah. same. And we play so many rounds. So to play my first playoff with her, I wouldn't say it kept me calm, but like. I was quite happy that if, let's say I wouldn't win the playoff, I'd be happy if she won. Yeah, exactly. So I was quite happy with the outcome, yeah. And you, you've just turned pro very recently. Yeah. Um, how difficult of a decision was it to turn pro? Um, you know, obviously you were number one ranked in the country. Uh, but, you know, when you see some stories out there or, you know, various good amateurs that turn pro you know were, were there any other inspirations from other players around you that you've seen that maybe pushed um, you to that decision i'd say i've spoken to a lot of athletes and like sportsmen that like that um it's helped me a lot not with like only mindset but how to go forward and how to treat the situation and they said being a good amateur doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be a good pro but i think if you do believe, like deeply believe that you will do well and you do everything you can and you work with the, be- work with the best people, then I do believe you'll succeed. If you know you'll do well, you'll, it might take a few more years than you think, yeah. but like if you keep on going, I think it should work out. What's your, you know, what's your you mentioned having a good team. What's your team consist of? I mean, your pops has obviously yeah. become your your right-hand man um, of, of late and he's your professional caddy, <laughs> you mentioned. But uh, who else is a part of the team and who, who makes well, up your... So, my dad, yeah, he caddies for me now. He caddied most of the amateur tournaments for me um, when I started playing as well. Yeah. So, he knows how to handle me, how to handle <laughs> when I get nervous and knows what to say to me and he's actually a really good caddy like choosing clubs yeah. and lines because he's a good player as well but um i've got a really good team like i've seen um 
like this the athletes that I've spoken to they because I don't see golf necessarily as a sport yeah, yeah. I see it more it's like a game it's like darts and pool and like that but like the athletes that I've spoken to they've one of the guys is um, he used to he was a physio for um, Roger Federer and then uh, Martina Nafratilova and a lot of good tennis players like insanely good players and like if you can take like just this little bit of advice from them different people whether it's a rugby player this let's say a tennis coach or whoever and you can learn just like a little bit from all of them because let's say if you take Roger Ferrer these things that they've accomplished yeah. they know what to do so if you can take a little bit out of that and add it to your like the value that that adds to your game and how you approach the way you practice the way you train whatever you do so it's like it's gonna make them like yeah it's gonna make a massive difference because yeah. you know it's already gonna work because they've done it and also like he, the guy said like you need to believe that the people that you're working with are the best yeah and if you don't think they're the best then there's no point in working with them if you want to be the best no exactly so i believe the team that i'm working with is the best whether it's swing coaches or um like the gym or whatever it is i believe they're the best so and i believe they can make me the best and the best player that i want to be and at the same time um these people that i'm like that are, that are helping me or that i'm working with they also want me to be the best and they want people they only want to work with people want to be the best so if they want to be number one then they want to work with you but if that you don't and you don't believe you can there's no point in working with them so it's almost like you you're building the winning formula like it doesn't yeah. necessarily have to come from golf specific people but you're just picking yeah definitely yeah the people they it's i've been working with these guys for probably since september last year and it's like little things it's like i think like if you turn pro you you've got these chances and you've got these opportunities to change so many things and like clubs whatever it is and it might seem exciting at first but i think like you should still stick to what like you got here for a reason you did well for a reason that you don't need to go and change everything yeah like out of the blue because like i don't think that's good at all so i mean it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier you know it's it's the and that's where the team is so pivotal because they can say listen you know let's not get distracted by all the things that this yeah, yeah, this yeah. decision Definitely. brings because all of a sudden you you have titles saying yeah we can give you all of these and you're thinking oh okay i'll take three of these to try but now you're wasting time trying to find yeah. something that works when you already have yeah, yeah. something already in the bag that works. So do you find that you've kind of kept everything more or less the same since you've turned I've pro? I've changed a few things, but I, the things that I've changed, I think is I think is definitely for the better. Yeah. I've definitely seen an, um, an improvement. So it's like little things. It's not big. Maybe like irons definitely made a big difference. And then... Yeah, I'd say it's, you don't need to go and make these big changes. Yeah. So 
I think like mentally also it's a bit better to stick with what you know is working. No need to go and change everything just because you... You feel like you need changing. to do more now you, because yeah, you're Because you f- you're feeling like, okay, I'm making this big de- decision. It's like now I need to go and I need to change what I'm doing, which I don't think... Sometimes maybe it'll work, but I don't think it's necessarily... You don't have to do it. Yeah. So. And, you know, your time as, as an amateur, you've, you've won multiple times and also it's almost like in dominant fashion as well like it happened if you weren't winning you were just outside of winning you were yeah. in your top 10 so having that you know experience does that you know you did say and and we've seen with a lot of players that you know doesn't necessarily mean you're a good am you'll be a good pro but you know what it takes like does that give you a certain comfort as well yeah i think i wouldn't say i I was like the best amateur like at all (laughs) but um i think like as soon as you can see like i think you need to believe that you can win yeah like if you don't believe you can win there's no point in doing it like if you don't believe you're going to be the best then why try so and if you don't want to be the best like if you don't want to be number one then what's the point that's the reason you should be playing for some people obviously and then so when i started playing i was like okay i'm quite they're quite far ahead of me (laughs) but i mean i can catch up because i know i can work hard enough and i well i believe that i work harder than most of the people that i know and also you might work harder but not smarter yeah which i've learned and also the people that you work with will teach you these things to work better work smarter so but yeah i think um as soon as you like that if you let's say like match play the the first uh, match play match uh, like tournament that i won was like okay i've beaten this player who's really good and like this okay like i can do it if i can do it once why can't i do it like every time and why can't I do it in stroke play? So, and then after that, I was like, okay, it's kind of like I can do this. And then I just went on. And obviously, like if you've won your first tournament, you get to the next one, and then people are like, oh, Isabella's gonna walk away. With yeah. This. It's like, like a lot of people came to me and said that, and I'm like, where's this coming from? You've never said this to me before. Those are trying to play with you. Exactly. And it's like, but obviously, you're just learning from these experiences. So. The next time you get to a tournament and they say this, you just keep on, you're playing your own game. Just try and play the best that you can. Maybe that the best that you can play that tournament is tied fifth or maybe the even 11th. It like doesn't matter, but as long as you try and do your best, that's all you can do. So, But I do think as soon as you can see you've won this tournament, you've beaten these people, these players, then it's kind of easier to do it again. And you know you've done it before, so was um you know obviously in sa we have you know quite a rich pool of good golfers um for instance like caitlin mcnab winning the jabra uh, as an am um do you also you know it's it's easy to just focus on yourself but when you see a caitlin mcnab doing well and you've played against her you've beaten her Mm. like that that does definitely have some positive kind of vibe to it like it, it does yeah. give you a little something to build off of yeah i think like um she played we that cape town ladies open i think was bef- was was it before after the jabra 
after after so yeah so i we played kzn in match play and i played kaylin in the final round yeah and then we had this like busy stretch we had like sa amateur and then we played kzn which was like 36 holes stroke play and then match play like 36 holes basically every day obviously if match play if you finish quicker like but like we had this and we were both pushing our carts we didn't have caddies the whole week so after that we were like proper we were tired, tired. and then we played we played we played cape town ladies open and we played um and then after that was eso open so it was like quite close to each other yeah. it was like so it was like interesting we both were playing well i mean it's obviously pretty impressive what she's done winning it as an amateur but like yeah if you know you've played against these players and you can you know you can do it as well and i mean i've seen it with these ladies european tour events you do think these players are so much better and then you play and you see it's 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 kind of the same it's, sp- it's, small, it's little it's things. things it's, it's experience things. Yeah. it's like decision making yeah, is a little it's different how they handle these pressure moments and things like that so obviously i started playing when i was like 14 15 so obviously if you start a bit younger you get this you get like, the experience a bit quicker yeah and you get then that junior yeah, yeah definitely and then these tournaments that you play these golf first tournaments if you start playing them earlier like i started i think i was 16 yeah maybe you're yeah, 16 i played like a few not a lot and then um it's like experience but if you start a bit early you learn the, these things a bit quicker like if i know like if i knew what i know now like when I just started playing these tournaments, it made a massive difference. But I mean, that's part of it. Everyone's got their own their own journey. Journey they go on. So, but yeah. You you mentioned playing. You know, it's nice that obviously we have the Sunshine Ladies Tour, and we've now got two co-sanctions. Uh, the newly added one was Joburg Open, Joburg Ladies Open. You had a you had a good week there. Yeah. Maybe take us through that because then I mean that was the first of the two. So you were kind of coming off, you know, you also played a few of the Sunshine Ladies Tour events, but... Yeah, I played, um, so the first event that I played this year was um, Cape Town Open. Yes. Which is just a Sunshine Ladies Tour yeah. event, which is at my home club in Ro- at Royal. So I played, um, I actually flew to Joburg. I had a fitting with Titleist like, um, like a week or two before, no, like, like a week before it's an Amateur. And so I flew to Joburg, um, did my fitting at um, Tukis, and then um, I came here, played a practice round for Issa Amateur, yeah. because if I played Cape Town Open, then I would have to fly that night, and I'd be here like a day before the tournament starts. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to play my practice round now, then go and play Cape Town Open, because I want to play, obviously I want to play these Sunshine Tour events, but I want to play a tournament before... It's amateur, it's amateur. So I wanted, I don't want this to be my first yeah. tournament. So I didn't. I wouldn't say I played well. They. I mean, I played fine for the first tournament, and then I played as amateur, and then after as amateur, I played um, a practice round at uh, Moldefontein, and then like the course, I, we played it like we didn't play it the way we played it um, Joburg Open. We played it like long, way longer. <laughs> like I was saying, I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna <laughs> do this. Like. It's not. It's a tough course. It's tight, but it's tight. It's but, a bit. But it's like it's a nice course, yeah. and I, I like the layout. And then I was like, okay, this is going to be interesting because I didn't have a spot then. I was still waiting to hear yeah. if, I, if I was going to get in. 
because no amateurs got in. So I was like, okay, this is going to be interesting. And then I went and played Sun City. And then after that was Joburg Ladies Open and Sun City as well. Like my ball striking was horrible. <laughs> like, and there you just stand on every tee box and it's just bushes everywhere. Yeah, exactly. And you're just like, oh my word, I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't hit it like anywhere. <laughs> like if I'm going to miss it, it needs to miss in the fairway. So, I mean, I managed it quite well. And then, um, then I got to Joburg Ladies Open and like, I had three weeks. Um, I skipped Jarbron. Yeah. Because I wanted to work on my ball striking. Because I was like, no point you rocking I'm up. I'm not gonna go and play this course. Yeah. If it's so tight and I can't hit the greens, and I s- literally I worked like three weeks, four weeks. I was like, I need to get this right. <laughs> and I thought I was get it, like working on it, doing like a good job. And I got <laughs> here, and I was like, oh my word, I was hitting the ball so bad. And I stood there on the range, and I was like, I told my dad like, this is like. I worked so hard like what is this yeah I'm hitting it worse i don't know if it's like just mentally but like and i was like okay i've got nothing to lose at this tournament i'm gonna just go and play if i play well great if i don't it's not the end it's of the, it's, it's not, not the end of the it's world it's not like i'm losing ranking points yeah. or anything like that so i literally i told my dad i'm gonna because i played with lynn grant at sun city yeah. and she just went pin seeking like everywhere pin hunting like everywhere <laughs> And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And if it works, great. If it doesn't, it's fine. Because, I mean, you've got nothing to lose. So I went I went hunting for, like, everything. And I don't usually do that. I'm, and it paid off. I, like, I made, I made quite a lot of birdies, which was great. And then um, I think I was, like, tied 14th after the first round. And then tied 11th after the second or third. Yeah. So, I mean, I was quite happy, but I was like, if I could win this tournament, I get my Ladies <laughs> European to go. I was like, I'm going to go for everything. And I was like, there's no, like, if I don't go for everything and I play, like, fine. Well, there's like, nothing, what's the point? Exactly. If I can just go. There's, I'm not losing money. I'm not doing anything. It's not like the pros. They can't just It's not like you're playing to keep your card yeah, yeah, or anything yeah. like that. So. so I just went for everything and it was working. I made, like, I think I started, like, I made like I was like three under at one point for the day and then I was like tied third after 16 holes I was like okay I'm gonna go for everything <laughs> so I made um I made double on 16 I think because it's 16 18, oh, four. 17, no 15 I made double I had trouble on that hole every <laughs> flipping day that's the past three no no um the is it six with a pole, with a pole four with a big tree oh, on the left. Oh, 16. Yeah, because they, they played us with ladies. So it's short. So it's short, but you can't hit driver because you're going through the fairway. So you need to hit something left, but not too far left because the tree's there. In the way, yeah. Not too far close to the tree because then you can't <laughs> go over. Then you can't go too far right because there's water. <laughs> so I went, I went left through the fairway three times. And then on the last day when I was tied third I went into the water and made double yeah. good double but still and then because I bogeyed it like twice I think because I just didn't know what to hit off the tee I think everyone struggled on that yeah, hole I mean like, the amount of no because I hit like five with a hybrid I hit like <laughs> I think one day I hit an iron as well it's like I didn't know what I, nothing you didn't know worked. what to do yeah but I still like um, the first nine I bo- doubled um what a hole, let me just think nine eight seven six 
yeah. at par four. Um, stupid double, but I went birdie, birdie, double. And then I was like, I can't do this. I need to go pin hunting. <laughs> I went birdie, birdie, birdie again. So I was, it worked in some sense, like pin hunting. But And then the second nine, I saw I was like, okay, tight third. If I finish well, I mean, I could do something. Because Lynn was like, she was, but she finished like, Birdie, birdie. Yeah, she finished oh, quite well. Birdie, yeah. But I was like, if I can do this, I mean, I can get close, and then if they can see, like, it's going to exactly. put pressure on them. But I mean, I, I, I think I played well for the way that I was hitting the ball. Uh, that's what I was going to ask yeah. you. Was you know, with all of that in mind, at the beginning of the week, where you were questioning your ball striking and how you're going to get it, like, how are you actually going to get it around here? When you get in that zone, does that almost just like completely like fade away? I don't know. I wasn't like. I wouldn't say I was like in the zone. I was literally standing over the ball. I I felt so uncomfortable, like, and that's not what you want to feel when you're playing this co-sanctioned ladies' European to event. It's like, but um, so I stood over it and I was like, okay, I'm gonna hit the ball as hard as I can. Whatever happens, happens. Cause like, I feel like if you try and make these like smooth swings, that's when the trouble comes in. It might look in. smooth, but like in my head, I'm like trying to hit it hard. But like. If, if I try and hit it hard, I feel like I do Commit. make less of a mess. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just going to stick with that. If it works, fine. And it worked. I didn't feel great, but like it worked. And then, yeah, so I actually like my driving was good, which it's always good. But like, at least you're starting Especially off. on that course is quite yeah. tight. So that were, that were, I was happy with that. Because like if you're standing on the, that tee box worrying about where you're going to hit it, which is not nice but so i was happy that that was working but like um greens and regulation i think the first day i hit like four or three greens and i shot like one over two over <laughs> and that's fine but like you, you're I not mean, gonna win doing work. that you're most of my rounds are like <laughs> that though but um and then the next day i think it was like six greens it was eight greens and i shot um two under i think so which is Yo, I mean, those greens are, they're not that big, so if you miss yes. them, it's not too bad, but still. And then, so it got better over the course of the <laughs> week, but still, you don't want to stand there. It's like, okay, where am I going to chip from now? It's like, but yo, I'm happy. It kind of worked out. Not the finish that I was hoping for, but still. Yeah. Does it, does a tournament like that help you make the decision to turn pro in a way? Like, you, you've, yeah. I mean, you didn't have your A game by a long shot. Yeah and you were you were still up there i mean how does that play into your your frame of thinking of turning pro because i mean that was it was a fairly strong field i mean we had we had some yeah, top players some out players. yeah i think um like obviously because I, I thought about it a lot like um okay i kind of competed with them yeah and um i didn't play my best like I don't feel like I've had a tournament this year where I play like I usually do, which is very <laughs> weird. Like nothing is like, it's been like fine, but it hasn't been like the way it was. Yeah. But um, at the same time, I don't feel like I'm doing worse than I did the previous tournament, so it's fine. But um, you're know, seeing like a lot of, there's like a lot of players there that you watch these leaderboards and these tournaments across the country and across the world. And you're like, okay, I beat Liam Pace at this tournament. Yeah. Like afterwards, I was sitting there. I was like, "Oh, I made double on 16. I was tied third." And she's like, 
you came here and you took our money it's like <laughs> you can't complain i almost missed the cut she said it's like yeah. like it's nice also like kind of playing with these players and seeing okay i can play with them obviously they've got a lot more experience than yeah. i have and they the way that they handle bogeys doubles it's different but i mean seeing that i can compete with them and even not playing my best was nice but like yeah it gives you the sense of okay i can do this i'm in the right space like yeah like i belong here kind of like obviously you can always improve but yeah it was nice especially i played with um leanne at um cape town open yeah because poli put me with her i think because they usually put like the number one with the with the defending champ and then also at asa open they do that as well and um on this tea box I was I was standing there and she's like hello my name's Leanne but Afrikaans obviously because <laughs> and um I'm just like I stood there and I thought and I was like oh my word Leanne Pace is gonna watch me play 18 holes today <laughs> I'm like what am I gonna do and I actually played I played fine and then and then after I think like six holes I was like I was like oh my word I'm leading Leanne Pace with like three shots and then it just went downhill from there. But it's been an amazing experience playing with them and seeing how they play and how they handle these situations. So, yeah. So playing, for instance, playing with like Leanne, um, how much do you learn from those kind of rounds? I mean, she's arguably one of our best golfers that we've exported and, you know, she she does it with such ease. She makes it look so easy. That's... I guess that's the part where everyone's like so amazed because she's it's like she's not even trying yeah like, like yeah, that definitely. win at, at Stienberg was like I mean the playoff was 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 a good playoff but I mean she just seems so unaffected by everything yeah so at, at ESA Open I played with her as well yeah. first and second round I missed the cut there but um so after the first day I, I can't remember what she shot but like she was playing well we played in like horrible conditions yeah. like i mean that we was had the worst draw like was that like a lot of the afternoon i think so i think it was yeah i think it was afternoon or morning or yeah i'm not sure i can't remember but like we yo i think it was i think it was the first day you know the first day you know we played in the morning the first day yeah and like the wind was pumping like <laughs> Like, I'm Proper used to the on. wind, but, like, I was playing these tournaments in Joburg for yeah. weeks now, and I wasn't at home. <laughs> I was playing, like, all, I was playing here at Royal, and I was playing um, Sun City, and there's, like, no wind, nothing. So I get home. Um, I didn't even, I, I didn't play a practice round, because I played, um, I played another tournament, and I just got back yeah. home. And then... I was looking at the weather. I was like, "This is fine. I'm, this suits me. I grew up in this weather. You, these people. I, I play in this weather every winter. It's not a problem." And like, it was horrible. Like, and I was trying to hit all these like knockdown shots because she was hitting these knockdown shots. Because I know I can hit them, but anyway. But so she, the way she plays is like, it's like straight down the middle, middle green. Two putts. Make at the putt or two putts. So yeah. I think for that setup as well, because it was they can make that SO open quite long. Yeah. And especially on that course with the wind blowing, it could be quite tough. But I wouldn't say the course is that difficult. It's just the conditions made it a lot harder with the 
distance making it so long but um yeah she i think it suits the way that she plays as well the conditions because it's so tough needed the fairway needed the green if you miss it they've got these like runoffs so yeah. it's not really easy if you miss the green but um so she it's a funny story actually she um the second day on the 18th green she made a birdie putt and she came to me afterwards my dad um next to, while we were still on the green she's like these girls need to watch out i'm coming for them <laughs> and i was like okay she's <laughs> she's, she's going for it and it's amazing to see like i've played four four or five rounds with her this year um in these tournaments and it's amazing to see how she can go from um like the previous week at mother um, from she didn't play the wall yeah so it's like um, the switch she like it's like it's like the switch where she just goes okay now i need now to play she's hunting like yeah, hunting it's mode. insane like it, it was actually quite funny how you can also see in the way that she was like walking and talking yeah. how she was like okay it's a bit more like I'm serious do now, this. Yeah. yeah so it's nice and it's, it's an incre incredible experience to also see what she does differently when these with these big tournaments so but yeah it's amazing to play with her and i've i've learned a lot like her, the caddy that she had the first few tournaments actually helped me a lot like at sun city on nine we played at the, the par four the par four was, par four was ninth nine. so i was like I just don't know what to hit off this tee. Like there's this bunker, and I, you can't hit driver because it goes through the fairway. And if I hit three wood or five wood, it goes into that bunker. And he's like, "No, just go and shoot the tree on the left and hit something. You can just hit past that, and it'll be fine." And like things like that. Yeah. They've got these like, which I think if obviously it's their job where these little things that make these holes so much easier and after that i played that hole so much better yeah. just makes it because then you're closer to the green you're not all the way on the right close to that bunker and it's not a problem so they they've there's a lot of things that he's helped me with well across those tournaments yeah. that he's just like little advice little tips and also she's helped me a lot she's every time that i've played with her she's like giving me tips and like what to do what not to do so some some leanne pay secrets i think yeah, yeah, yeah. quite a few and she's would such love, a nice player. Yeah. she's such a nice um person to play with and she's such a nice person and yeah it was amazing to play with her i mean the first time i was a bit starstruck <laughs> yeah i was like this is like insane because i um when i just started playing she we i went to go like i i wasn't playing like like i just started and yeah um so i went to watch i think it was the sa women's masters when it was still back in the yeah at rondebosch and i was walking with her and carrie park and um funny i actually got carrie park's signature but not liam pace i don't know and my brother and i and my sister were there my dad as well and afterwards you were sitting there at the clubhouse and she was sitting there as well and then oh, it's afterwards she walked past us and she, I think she heard we were Afrikaans but yeah. she, she doesn't know this I never even told her but she's like she's like how's it guys did you guys watch today but she just lost like by a shot yeah. and like you'd be broken after that and she's like so nice it just shows you like her demeanor and the way she handles herself which I think you can learn from it's so important yeah 
which other pros have you kind of learned from you know whether it be it's always a you know when talking to you know um women golfers it's always tough to say you know who do you look up to because we've only been exposed to men's golf really if if we've been quite in the recent times maybe there's been way more lpga events but for you growing up obviously a lot of men's golf on tv yeah did you ever like intentionally have like a woman role model in golf I wouldn't say golfers, no. Tennis players, okay. yes. And like, that's because we could watch. Yeah, I mean, like, women's tennis was on all the yeah, time. Yeah, like I, I, I um, I'd say Liam Pace definitely, because she's just the legend. Yeah, the I, legend I do Liam Pace. I think she's just like insane. But like, um, I'd say a lot of tennis players, kind of more. But then, on the main side of golf, then it's it's a lot easier because there's so many players mm. and. You've seen them done like win so many yeah. insane tournaments, and also like if you take the amateurs that we have, like the guys, it's just insane in what they do. It's like compared to the girls, I mean the opportunities have it's a bit different, but it's insane what they've accomplished in all these tournaments. So yeah. Which tennis players? Ooh, men or, or Both. female? Um, Ashley Barty. Is, yeah. But she's retired now, obviously. <laughs> But, that um, was a surprise, though. Really? What? I didn't think... I didn't see her retiring, though. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. No, I was, like, shocked. I was like, this can't be happening. Well, there was talks on her turning pro golf Yeah, yeah, because her husband is, like, a caddy. Yeah. yeah. But, no, she's... I, I think she's incredible. And then... Um, I'm quite, I, I like Djokovic. Bigger fan <laughs> of Djokovic than... Um, Nadal and Federer. Nadal, I like as well, but Djokovic is like. You can see Nadal and Federer. They've almost. It feels like you know how Tiger Woods has become softer. Yeah. You can see now they're like. Yeah. They're not as. I mean, they they still. I mean, they they clinical winners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they they towards media and towards. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You can see it's a bit more. I think it's um. Like if you take these like tennis players, like. If you can pay attention to what they do, these little things, I think it's incredible what you can learn. And also, like these guys, they want to be the best. Yeah. Like they don't want um, to be second. You know? Yeah. Like the one guy, this um, Fisher that I talked to, he um, he was at Wimbledon now as well, and um, but he flew back like today, I think. But um, like he told me, like these guys that like Roger Federer, Djokovic. Um, like they believe they're the best like nothing's like like he also said like they're in a circle they make it so small there's like no interference no negativity nothing that they want to interfere obviously there's sometimes there's like media okay yeah. but like anything that they can control they, they, they can, make, they, sure, they that make sure that they're in control of what's going on and also to control the things that you can like you can't put in like wasted energy and things you can't control so i think golf especially these little things where you need to focus on what you can control and then the rest just has to happen yeah yeah so but you're Djokovic definitely <laughs> and on the on the woman's side um i like jennifer brady i know she's not 
she's definitely not the best player at the moment, but I like her a lot, yeah. Now that you've you've made the step to to turn pro, what? It's always like it's such a. <laughs> I always laughed like when I was you know on my journey to turning pro. It was like in the beginning you don't know the process, right? Like you yeah, you yeah, like yeah. you're so ignorant to it obviously because it's not generally a well documented thing as to how do you get a yeah, PGA yeah, tour yeah, card. Yeah. You kind of think like oh how do you yeah like what do you do. You know what do I have to do to qualify, kind of thing. But now that you've made this step, what what's next for you? And you know what? Let's say your next couple months looking like. Yeah. So I've got a few invites in Europe. I'm gonna play two more Standard Bank Prime Series and then play those um, LET. access to um, invites. So if I if I do well, I can get more invites and then. Depending on how I do the Q schools, obviously your goal is to get your either RPJ to LT card. But I think the ladies' European tour is quite similar to here. It's like the like especially in Cape Town, the weather and like the course. Like if you if you can play in the rain and the wind, it's gonna be a lot like a lot like. Um, it almost feels like European home, tour. but it's yeah. And also I've I've. I've played a lot of like the last two years I've played like a few events with these players and I know how they play so I kind of know and I think it's a good like um, it's a good tour to like learn how to kind of win because if you can you win in stripes. those conditions yeah. yeah so obviously you want to play on the RPJ tour but I mean to start if you can win there I think you can win on the RPJ tour so and how important is it to have you know like these Standard Bank Prime series because you know, after the Sunshine Ladies Tour does end, there is that big gap between yeah. if you want to go and play LETQ school or, you know... Yeah, two schools only in December. Like December. So now you've got from March to December and you don't... I mean, the ladies don't have much to play. So how nice is it to have this, you know, additional tournaments, but not just... They, they don't feel like filler tournaments because yeah, they've backed no it up. Yeah, there's no cut, yeah, things like that. Exactly, but they've also at least backed it up with good money. Yeah, definitely. So it, it, makes, it makes it worth it as well for the ladies yeah i think it's great what they're doing especially a lot of the pros that stay here after the sunshine tour because the sunshine tour is only like six events or yeah eight, i think six events eight to six but um it's great what they're doing for women's golf as well and like especially if you don't go and play those european tour events or you don't have your card if you let's say you need to make money to go and play q school i think is great yeah where i i'm playing them for obviously I think it's good because you want to play tournaments before you go and play, let's say, these access to events because exactly. you don't want to rock up there and haven't played a tournament in like five months. That's insane. And then you've got two starts and now you need to play well in these two tournaments and you haven't played one. And so I'm happy that there's tournaments to play before I go. But yeah, I mean, it's great what they're doing. And it's great for a lot of the pros here as well just to have like more tournaments to play yeah and they're, they're putting in a lot of money in women's golf which is great to see what are some of your you know we actually talking this week you'll be playing at serengeti in the the next standard bank prem series what do you do preparing for a tournament so let's say you're playing practice round tomorrow which is also the prem day yeah. what are you looking for 
specifically playing the course what kind of notes are you jotting down in your head and what do you look well, out for i've played serengeti a few times a few amateur tournaments as well so i kind of know the course i haven't played it in the winter though so it's going to yeah. be interesting the rollout because in cape town it's completely different but um i usually before a tournament i try and play courses that are quite similar to okay. the one that i'm playing so um this week i played they weren't quite, they weren't really similar to um serengeti but i try and play like let's say these courses where it's dry yeah try and get the same condition so i played a lot of courses in pretoria and then i mean woodhill i played it's not really the same but it's it's you know it's just the rollout getting used to the lies and these like tight lies around the greens because Winter. it's so hard and the rollout is like insane you don't get that in cape town the board the moment sits, stop. it just plugs <laughs> there in the fairway because it's so wet and but yeah, i usually try bef like a week two weeks before the tournament i try and play as much as i can um don't really, i don't really hit a lot of balls maybe if i'm like working on something but i just try and play as much as i can because if you play you hit the ball in these funny spots and you get these different lies which you won't get around the chipping green when you're practicing when you're it's not placing the same. it almost yeah or like when you're hitting balls on the range the whole time putting it on a nice light yeah. it's not the same yeah so i try and play as much as i can before the tournament and you know with turning pro there's always the the difficult conversation of um sponsors and support yeah. you know it's an expensive journey yeah. to say the least uh how has it been for you i mean with your case you had you were number one in the country so there has that you do have that yeah yeah it's kind of like okay, it's, it's a justification kind of like play, I'm, I'm a like good player you, you know, know. <laughs> like no I, I i wouldn't say it's been difficult at all um i'm lucky enough to not have to worry about any of that like having money to go and play tournaments which is fine like a lot of like if you play take the men's players i know a lot of players you Okay, they need to make the cut to make money to play and go and play the next yeah. tournament which is a reality for a lot of people but luckily at the moment that's not a problem so grateful and fortunate in that sense so especially with these tournaments these standard bank pro you you play these tournaments and it's a lot of money that they you you play one day and you can make a lot of money which exactly. is quite nice yeah so just on the on the topic of money to put into perspective for for people out there let's say for you coming from Cape Town, when you came and played Joburg Open, um, Joburg Ladies Open, what cost, even though like you may not be covering out of your own pocket, but I mean, what? how much does it cost for you to come from Cape Town, Joburg, for the week? Well, if you take like, um, like let's say these amateur tournaments that yeah. I played, like it would be between 10 to 20 grand a tournament. Cause yeah. like, like my dad would go with me because obviously if like i was like 17 yeah. 16 just turned 18 around there um so i, I couldn't drive it's like you need to come with someone has to look after me or if you're going to these like kimberley like yeah. you need to rent a hotel you need to rent a car flights and then obviously it's not necessarily expensive to play a lot of the courses those that we play amateur yeah. tournaments at but um yeah it can get expensive but luckily at the moment it's <laughs> yeah so yeah but i mean 
It's definitely if you take um, a lot of a lot of the sunshine to players that I know, it's like it's quite difficult if you need to make the cut and you need to make money to find your next tournament. Not only do you need to get to the next tournament, but let's say you've got a family, you need to pay for their expenses expenses as well. So, and a lot of some of the goals that I know as well, um, like this. That's why the Standard Bank is great because like they want to go and play Q School. But now because they've got this standard bank and if they make a few, like if they win a few tournaments, they can go and play Q school where before having six Sunshine Tour events, they to can do that. I mean, that like LETQ school is expensive for us. No, it's it's expensive, y'all, because I, w- I wouldn't say it's in Spain. I think it's in Spain again yeah. this year, but like Spain is, they, well, they say Spain isn't that expensive. But if you have to fly there, you, you're going to, It's I think it's like five rounds so yeah and if you want to go like a week or two before and go and play these courses and then accommodation so flights and our week round going yeah. on against the so, euro it's but like luckily i've we've planned it out nicely and it's not like helps that you also win a tournament yeah yeah you know? but i mean <laughs> that that that's like put like aside for now <laughs> for like different things yeah. later so <laughs> at the moment it's fine so i mean it's great especially like if you take um like it's only a day like the tournament the last one we played was like one round yeah which is insane because i we watched this what's the sunshine to event that was at sun city so sunbit yeah so i saw the if you came like like was it like top 10 or like 11th place it was like almost nothing yeah and then i looked at the money that we got for one day and it was like twice that i was like okay this can't, like this is this insane is i mean and that and that's kind of like the the positive thing about standard bank it's um, they're trying to grow women's golf which with is mo- and it's not just like they're actually seeing that you need good money to survive like you need yeah. to make money here. like yeah, not yeah, yeah. to just say we're hosting a professional event but yeah, and also so barbara who runs the pj women's pj she um she she wants to help the players here get to on the ladies european exactly. so that's the whole point of this because she knows because she was a good player as well yeah so she knows like what it takes and also to get there like you can't just you need you need the money to do it so it's ma- amazing what Santa bank is doing and what she's done to get them into this golf so it's just it's just great in general and to close off um you told me you you watched one of the podcasts before your win yeah um how how is it maybe take us through that that little story that you told me so i was it's like it was like close to like midnight and i was like on my phone on instagram because i i usually go to bed like really late like close to like two o'clock yeah um okay maybe not if i'm playing a tournament then it's different but um so i was like watching all these videos like you know all these golf videos and i like i follow you on instagram yeah and then i was like scrolling through and i saw you posted a video and i went on the page i was like lynn grant i was like okay i played with lynn i want to hear what she says and she's like um so i watched the video the one at steenberg yeah and then she's like I think she said like her mom asked her like yeah. is she gonna win this week and she's like yeah she's gonna <laughs> win and uh, she's like 
I'm going to win every tournament because that's why she's playing. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go tomorrow and I'm going to win. I'm not going to, I wasn't like, okay, I wasn't, I wasn't saying like, I'm going to win. It's like, I want to win and yeah. I'm here to win. And like, like at Atlantic Beach, I think um, what I did a bit differently was I was, um, I stayed patient like really well because I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was playing great. Like I was playing fine. I was like, I think I was like one under, two under, and then um, like I, I made a few soft drops, but like stupid mistakes. Like on the first hole I dropped out of the bunker, but like soft drops. And then, um, but I stayed like really patient throughout the day. And I was like, I'm hitting the ball nicely. I'm hitting it straight because there it's just bushes. Yeah. Like, and the weather is nice. Like it's not difficult this course isn't difficult when it's like this so if i can keep it in play if i keep hitting the greens i'll do well because i only had like i think i had four or three greens the first nine and i was like level and then the second nine i hit i think seven or eight and i was four under so i was like okay four or five under so i was like okay if i i know if i can keep hitting the greens i'll do well i'll make putts and then the short the last one was it's, they put us off um, ladies, which is, it's reachable yeah. then. So I was like, I'm going to hit this one, I'm going to make eagle. And I hit it on the fringe and I left that eagle putt like right on the lip. And I was like, that can't be. <laughs> if I had to make that to win, I'd be. But luckily I could play in the, get in the playoff with Larissa. And it, like playing with her in the playoff was amazing. Like we're good friends. We've played so many rounds together. And it was like so exciting because we both turned pro this year. She turned yeah, pro beginning this year, yeah. And she played, because I also played all the Sunshine Tour events and Ladies European Tour events, and she was there, and we we, we played um, a lot of the practice rounds together. we played together. And then, like at Mordefontaine, we played the practice round together. And there, so at Atlantic Beach, it was like, it's like it feels this is amazing. Feel like, like We were like so excited. It's like, it's the two of us. Like, <laughs> what are the odds? Yeah, so it was amazing. With that being said, Isabella, thanks for coming on. Um, obviously, very happy for you getting your win so early in your career, but thanks. also exciting times with the invites that you've gotten on on the access. Um, and yeah, thanks to Standard Bank. I think it's this is kind of the story to tell is that you know our ladies, we have good golfers. Yeah, yeah. we just need the opportunities yeah, to definitely. give and they're giving give you guys. them the chance exactly. to, to also to show like. To get a, to get a chance to go and play these bigger events and yeah it's amazing what they're doing uh so thanks standard bank for um supporting the podcast supporting women's golf